It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Feeling better today. A lot of Dayquil, a little bit of NyQuil. Slept like a baby last night. You know you slept good when you wake up in a pool of your own drool, Jim. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a good, solid. Your own something else. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. But it was a good, solid, hard sleep last night. The cough is gone. The sore throat is better. I still wouldn't come uh, on the other side of the glass here if I were you. (laughs) No, no, no. You stay over there. The uh, by the way, it's Tuesday, August sixteenth, which means we're inching closer to football. High school football starts on Friday. Yeah. And it might be 98 degrees. It might be 106 heat index. But, you know, these kids are young. They're in shape. They're good. I still think it's too early to start football. But in any event, we'll be on the air Friday night, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 for the St. X Tiger opener as they host the Owensboro Red Devils in defense of St. X's state championship from last year. Tony Burke and I will bring you all the action on Friday night, right here on the new home of St. X football, the Big X. Yeah, that's a free advertisement. Eminem Courage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it is Summer Cash Bash going on now at Thornton's each week. One lucky re- refreshing rewards member Oh, the tongue's just still doesn't, on the it doesn't want to work. I think the Nike will still affect you. Yeah. All right. It's uh, three, two, one. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long. Grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Two steps here. Open your refreshing rewards app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. That enters you into the contest. That's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, large Doritos, many, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card at Thornton's. That is Summer Cash Bash going on now. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's REWARDS to 80313. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Keith Farmer will join me today. He never has trouble talking. WLEX-TV sports anchor, sports director in Lexington, also co-host of BBN Tonight. Uh, on the old television. He's got a face for television. I got a face for radio. But Keith has a face for television. He'll join me in about 15 minutes to talk about the John Calipari, Mark Stoops, I don't know what to call it, TIFF uh, issue. The kids call it a beef. Yeah, There you go. Yeah, They got a little beef. Or is it nothing? We'll ask Keith. Keith uh, actually got an interview with Coach Cal uh, between games in the Bahamas and Cal basically said, Mark and I are fine. I'll talk to him when I get back. Uh, I put my foot in my mouth. I said what I shouldn't have said. I, that, that's the Italian in me saying dumb things. I'm not that smart. Trying to defuse the situation. So we'll talk to Keith about that. When will Chris Rodriguez, when and if will Chris Rodriguez play football for the uh, Kentucky Wildcats? We'll talk about who he was most impressed with in the Bahamas. Well, there are a lot of candidates. A lot of candidates. I'm still going to stick with Jacob Toppin because we didn't see Antonio Reeves last year. At least most Kentucky fans didn't see Antonio Reeves last year. He was very impressive, won the MVP in the Bahamas. 
C.J. Frederick, eh, we didn't see enough to know, really, because they're still taking it easy with him. Uh, the freshman, Cason Wallace, looked great. Um, Chris Livingston looked great. Tony Burke said Antonio Reeves. Uh, I'm going to ask Keith who he was most impressed by. I'm going to stick with Toppin because the leap he took, at least it appears the leap he took from last year to this year, is significant. More of a leader. He can shoot the three all of a sudden. And going to be an integral part of this team that has national championship aspirations. So we'll talk to Keith in about 15 minutes. Tiger Woods meeting with the uh, players today in advance of the P- BMW Championships, the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, what's Tiger's message going to be to the PGA Tour players? And why is the PGA Tour calling in the biggest gun to have a word with its members? Talk a lot of baseball today. What's wrong with the Yankees? The Yankees are, are clickbait, Right. If you want to talk, if you want to get people to listen, you talk about LeBron James and you talk about Tom Brady and you talk about the Yankees. There you go. That's it. It's pretty simple. This is not a difficult job. It's an easy format to abide by because those things are polarizing. LeBron James is polarizing. You like him or you don't like him. Tom Brady is polarizing. He's 45 and he's going to be a candidate for MVP again. The Yankees are polarizing. Love-hate relationship. You love them, you hate them. So we'll talk about the Yankees. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., I forgot to mention yesterday, 80-game suspension from the San Diego Padres for a PED use. We'll talk about that. The Dodgers lose a pitcher, a starting pitcher, who was expected back, now on the shelf with season-ending elbow surgery. We'll talk about that as well. And Hard Knocks, Detroit Lions preseason, episode two airs tonight. Love me some hard knocks. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Bring in David. How are you this morning, David? Or this afternoon? Yeah, thanks I for say. taking my call, John. As always, um, I uh, I know about Kentucky basketball that you were talking about over the weekend, and it was really fun just you know uh, watching and and listening to what they were doing. Yeah, I just wish that John Calipari and the staff could go ahead the way they used the players and the games with all that went on. I just wish they had a way to, to get more players in that rotation because I hate when when the rotation of Kentucky basketball gets down to just like just you know just a, like six or seven players. I really think it, and I know this season it had to stress you know uh, those players. Uh, you know when you had the injuries yep. and all that, and when St. Peter and St. Peter's came along, I think somebody was at the you know they just couldn't take it anymore. They tried, but they, you know St. Peter's really pushed Kentucky. I mean, I, like I said, that's still that's still a game that's hard to get over. Yeah, they had a couple of tough injuries last year. Look, Cal is a much better coach, and he loves coaching a team when he can take the stars out when they're not playing well. He's had a couple of years along the line here uh, in this in his uh, tenure, his uh, 13, 12, 13-year 13 tenure now, where he couldn't take guys out when he wanted to. No matter how bad they were playing, no matter how much they weren't listening to the coach, they weren't doing what Cal wanted them to do, he was handcuffed. He couldn't take them out, and that hurt him, and it hurt the team. He does. He is not going to have that problem this year. He is not going to have that problem because this is a deep team. They can go 10 deep, maybe even more. Look, I've never been a Lance Ware fan. I'm still not a Lance Ware fan, but he's a guy that you can bring in when one of the other guys is not doing – one of the other big guys is not doing what you want him to do. 
do Thero. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. He had great moments in the Bahamas, and he had so-so moments. You've got a couple of freshmen that are going to get a lot of playing time. And you bring back Shibway, you bring back Toppin, you bring back Wheeler, you add C.J. Frederick, Antonio Reeves from the transfer portal. The list goes on and on and on. He's going to be able to, to have a lot of different lineups. He's going to be able to experiment with different rotations. And this is the kind of team Calipari always has loved to have. Deep team with a couple of guys that you know you can rely on. And that's what he's got. Yeah, because like I said, he's got to find a way to – you know whatever he did in the Bahamas, he's got to he's got to transfer that to the regular season because those games you have to figure out somebody's going to get shut down. You know during conference play or or you know you know the, the more you get in the season, they're going to figure some things out, right? Yeah, and you got to avoid the injury bug. That's number one, and that's yeah. that's a luck thing. You know that's just a luck thing. Uh, the funny thing about the Bahamas was, of course, here's here's the 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 standard party line. Well, Cal's not coaching. He's going to sit up here on the platform with uh, Bruiser Flint. He's going to let yeah. Chin Coleman coach. He's going to let Antigua coach. He's not going. Every time they showed Cal up on that podium, he was yelling out instructions. Yeah. So don't tell me he wasn't yeah. coaching. He was coaching yeah. these guys just like he always does, and he's got a little bit of the swagger back. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell he really had the swagger. I mean, when he's talking about, you know, Kentucky and basketball school and, you know, yeah. really getting people really just, you know, just talking and probably, and, you know, maybe talking a little bit more than what they should to say, well, you know, it, it'll work itself out, I'm sure. It's just, you know, the Bahamas, you know, we're not we're not in the regular season. I mean, long way this to is go. all the stuff there. What's that? Long way to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. you got a long way to go, so – Cal might as well go ahead and let his swag come right now. Don't the, you think? You the, know, let him do all the swag oh, he sure. wants to now. Well, and you lose to St. Peter's. The the the, the, yeah. the lasting taste in Big Blue Nation's mouth is, oh, it is. we lost to St. Peter's. And Calipari is no different than any other coach. That is motivation number one. We right. lost we lost to St. Peter's. In fact, I mm-hmm. said this yesterday. Every game, pregame, you're in the locker room, top of the chalkboard, it should say, we lost to St. Peter's. That's yeah. right. We lost to St. Peter's, and I'm sure it's, 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 it's with those players that have returned this year. They don't want to. Because he's they, got some good players they, back. You they, know? they remember it as players. They don't want to remember it, and it can be used as motivation. And Calipari. Just like, you know, just like that year that Virginia won when they lost to uh, – Maryland, Baltimore yeah. County. I'm sure that stayed with them that 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 next season. Right? Absolutely, David. Yep. That's, I'm giving you five stars for that one. That's a great analogy. That's an absolutely great yep. analogy because that's exactly the position Kentucky's in. You're a two seed. You lose mm-hmm. to a 15 seed. You get Oscar back. Yep. You get Wheeler back. You get Toppin back. Those guys remember that. Even C.J. Mm-hmm. Frederick, who sat on the bench, Lance Ware. Those guys remember that. And yes. you, and to use it as motivation, I think is is brilliant. You and coaches do it all the time. They do it all the time. Yeah, you, you don't You're right about that. You learn more from your losses than you do from your wins because you That's can true. you can play a bad team. And Kentucky's done this mm-hmm. in the past. P- play a really mm-hmm. not good team at home in the middle of December or early December, and they're beating you at halftime. And you come back and you win the game by five points. Yeah, I would rather lose mm. that game by two points because they are going to be more focused and learn more from losing that game than beating a bad team by a, a small margin. And uh, yeah, and there, it, there's and no it, it bigger like they beat a lot of bad teams by big margins or 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 whatever. 
and, and, but, but like I said, they need those good games, though. Or there's, they need there's those no, challenges. As, a, as an athlete, as a competitor, there's no better motivation than having lost to somebody you shouldn't have lost to. That's right. it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. David, thank you for the call, my friend. Yeah, sure. Good yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, I wanted to talk baseball, but David got me going again. He got me going. And he, he's right. The Virginia example is great. You lose to UMBC as a 16 seed, and the next year you win it all. It came through uh, the Yum Center because I was out there when Virginia, I don't want to say got lucky, but they escaped against Purdue to get to the Final Four. That you know, Purdue after a great game against Tennessee, Virginia beats Oregon, and then Virginia Purdue one of the best college basketball games I've ever seen in person, and Virginia goes on to win the national title. But I promise you, Tony Bennett, the head coach of the Cavaliers, reminded those guys every game, every game. You haven't won this game yet because you know what? Maryland Baltimore County beat us. If, that, if they beat us, anybody can beat us. And those were the same players that he had mostly from the year before. And he went on to win it all. I saw yesterday, again, I was over at my favorite spot. The Cats are 8-1. to one. They are co-favorites at 8-1 to one to win the national title. And I, it doesn't have anything to do with the Bahamas. You don't, learn it, you don't learn a whole lot about your team and about how they can play in difficult situations. By playing for, you know, Washington General teams. This was like the Globe Trotters against the Washington Generals. I expected to hear the uh, the whistling as the game was going on. Curly Neal and Metal Lark Lemon to show up. But you don't learn a lot about your team. What you do is you say, "Man, that guy can be pretty good. That guy can be pretty good. That guy looks good." And I think what the nation saw, what Big Blue Nation saw, is the same thing I saw. Kaysom Wallace, really good. He can play defense. He can bring the ball up the floor. Wheeler doesn't have to do it every single time. Chris Livingston, better shooter than I thought. Oh, he's an athlete. Get to the rim. Adu Thero, man, guy's got some game. Got some hops. He can get inside. He can play outside. Antonio Reeves, boy, he can go on a heater. I think he hit three or four in a row in that last game against the Bahamas. C.J. Frederick, I, I don't know. I didn't see enough, but what I saw, I liked. Oscar, felt like Oscar just got out of the way and let everybody else play. I'll get some rebounds. You guys do all the scoring. It's all good. We're in the Bahamas. I want my team to be better. Toppin was and, – and Toppin and Damian Collins were just different players than they were last season. Could it have something to do with the fact that they lost to St. Peter's and they've worked their tails off in the last seven months? Yes, absolutely. So you don't learn everything about your team, but you learn a lot about what you can expect from your team. Is that confusing? I think it is. Yeah, it's okay. They call me Confucius. Or confusing Yes, I don't know. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. He's Farmer WLEX. We'll talk more Kentucky basketball and football with the uh, sports director from WLEX-TV on the other side. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. 
Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Cartage. John Spears in studio. Don't forget Bats Baseball tonight. The uh, Bats return home, take on Omaha, 635 first pitch, 605 pregame. Nick Kern, Jim Kelch will bring you all the action from Slugger Field right here on the Big X tonight. M&M Cartage hotline open, 384-1450. Thorne's text line open as well, 414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. Let's go to the M&M Cartage hotline, bring in Keith Farmer, WLEX 18 sports anchor, also co-host of BBN Tonight. How you doing today, Keith? Omaha, Omaha. Omaha, Omaha. The rail splitters? I don't even know what they are. I don't know what their nickname is. Oh, I just it? made me think of Peyton. You know. I know. I got it. I, I, All right. I'm, I'm All right, in tune. Make sure you got it. As a Steeler right. fan, I, I don't expect that out of you, though. Well, you know, we're, yeah. we're just, I'm just saying. hoping to aspire to that kind of season. I don't know it's, what we got right now. Get on the Trubisky <laughs> bandwagon. I love him. I do. That's right. He went, I do. A I guy like that him. went to the playoffs two out of four years with the Bears? I think he's got some yeah. potential. All right. I know. I That's all I wanted to all talk right, about, talk. Keith. Thank you for joining me. Uh, of course. Uh, all right, see ya. You had a very difficult last couple of, last week or so in the Bahamas, I'm sure. Uh, jet lag? Uh, so there was not a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it was, it was fun in the stuff I got to do with UK, which was a lot. Uh, no beach but time? I was, I was there six days. All right, so literally the first two mornings that I was there, I took our, like, newsroom Zoom call where we're talking about, you know, what we're going to work on that day. I took it while walking down around the beach. I did not put my toes in a pool or the water (laughs) until six days later when I was completely sending my last, you know, story or two. Uh, And so that was it. So, no, it was a, a lot of fun when people think, oh, you got to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be working there, but it was a lot of work. Okay, you know what? First world problem is all I can say. That's True. a first yeah, world problem. Do you have Do you I have know. jet lag today? Any jet lag? I mean, I woke up earlier than I wanted to. <laughs> I was hoping to wake up about ten, and I woke up about eight after getting home at one in the morning. So um, you know, still pretty good that amount of sleep, but I don't know. Okay, yeah, how not, did, not too much jet lag. How did you get the? How did you manage to get a quick little soundbite interview with Cal when everybody in the world is trying to figure out? Oh, what's going on with this Cal Stoops thing? How did you swoop in and get that? That's well, well done, by the you way. You know, thank you. Standing there uh, waiting for him to come off the court, and I think he just kind of wanted to talk. Um, you know, wanted to kind of get his his side out, just at least you know, to make sure BBN knew, hey, everything's good. Uh, let me get back to Lexington. We'll solve this. <laughs> Me and Mark are going to be great. You know, I mean, I think that's what it what it came down to. Basically, is that he was ready to to say something. You know, is this an issue? Is this a small tiff, or is this just nothing? Because I say it's nothing. I mean, I think it's nothing. But uh, you know, when you saw Stoops at the press conference, he still seemed pretty heated a couple of days later because that yeah. happened on Thursday, and yeah. he was still kind of hot on Saturday. So. I think it's bigger to him, and I think hopefully when those three guys, because I'm sure Mitch Barnhart's going to be sitting there when they meet, uh, get together, I think things will get fixed. You know, I think that will be made sure that, you know, Cal doesn't accidentally say the wrong thing the next time. He's going to understand what Stoops' side of it is, and I I think, um, you know, Maybe that'll calm Stoops down a little bit, and and he'll be okay. What did you make of the Mitch Barnhart press conference? Why did he have it, number one? And number two, uh, I don't think he came across well. 
Yeah, it really didn't. I, I didn't think it came across too well on his side, but um, it, it was good to hear. I don't know. Just I, I think all of this could have been handled a whole lot better. Obviously, you know, just yeah. all the way around. I, I just I don't know. Some of the stuff was kind of odd for Mitch, and and I I, I don't know. Is I'd have to go back and listen to it. You know, I I was still kind of dealing with stuff down in the Bahamas at the time of that press conference. But yeah, I, I mean, the most that I heard from people, uh, they were just kind of, yeah, it was kind of odd, you know, the way he, you know, kind of got after both his coaches, I guess, you know, and, and almost maybe more on Cal, you know. Talking to Keith Farmer, WLEX TV in Lexington, sports anchor, also co-host of a great show, BBN Tonight uh, on the telly. I said you got a face for television, I got a face for radio, but that's a story for a whole other day. Uh, my take on this whole thing is that this could be good for both both teams because Cal can say, look, we are a basketball school. He can tell his players this. We lost to St. Peter's. we got to get it back. And Mark Stoops yeah. obviously can use this as motivation for his team. Can this be a good thing for both teams? Oh, I think so. I think I think Coach Stoops, you know, if, if nothing else, he defended his players and he defend, defended his coaches and, and what he felt he needed to do. And I think that rallies the team, you know. Um, I hate that it's at the expense of a team on campus. Um, you know, I wish it was somebody else. But, um, you know, I mean, it is what it is there. Uh, I think basketball, I think really the players didn't really seem too off about it all. You know, I think Coach Cal was really worried about it. I think he knew he did something that made somebody mad. He didn't understand right. exactly why. But he knew he made somebody mad, and he didn't like that, and he's trying what he can to make up for it. So I think that's, you know, again, once they get back in town together, may have already happened, we may not know. And it'd be great if they came out together, you know, and said, hey, we're on both, you know, we're on the same team, we're good now. Uh, you know, although it doesn't need to be done, I think it would be great to see, you know, just because it did blow up a little bit, and it would be good to see it all you know, the resolution, the calm, calming effect of the two sitting together. And that would be all about making the fan base happy, right? Yeah, and, and you know, I don't think that even has to be a press conference. I think that's too far. Yeah. I think for them to do a, a, a mutual tweet that goes out at the same time, hey, we had the chance to sit down, we're good, I'm, I'm you know, pulling for their team, they're pulling for ours, you know, um, something along those lines. A picture of them sitting together, handshaking, having dinner, having, I don't know what, you know, just... Just something like that would be good. I don't think it has to be a press conference because I think that's just going to – it could turn negative, you know, just because you know how it is. Press conference is going to start great, and then it's going to just go downhill, and I just think it would be too much to do that. Who was uh, – and I'm going to give you give me one guy here. This is a tough question. I'm, I'm giving you the hard question here. Who were you most impressed by that played in the Bahamas? Which, which player? Right, so I, I know you're going to give me – I'm going to give you two for, for two different reasons. Okay, okay? sure. So, so the first one, the one that probably surprised, I think everybody, even some of the coaching staff, was Adu Thero. Um, I, I think they brought him in. They thought he could contribute, but man, he looks like he can rebound, he can pass, he can do some scoring. I don't think he's going to be a double-digit scorer, but I think he's going to spell somebody some minutes, and I think he's going to be effective in those minutes. I don't think he's just going to get out there and be lost on the court. Yeah, I think so he gained he some playing time, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I totally, because I, I thought here's a guy that might be just barely above the uh, walk-ons, and now I think he's a real contributor. I think he's a guy that can do it. So, so if if I'm answering your question truthfully, I think it's that guy. Now, the guy that I think really impressed me that I wanted to see 
um, was Antonio Reeves. I mean, without a doubt. I think just seeing how well he can knock down three-pointers, how smoothly it seems to be to him, but also that he's not just like a three-point shooter. He can get in there and scrap, and he can um, slash, and he can score from 15 feet. He can take it to the rim. So I, I think he was probably the one that was pretty impressive as well. And, and if I had to throw a third in there, it'd be Damian Collins, just seeing how he you know, really developed over the summer. So sorry, I couldn't pick one. Uh, yeah, uh, Keith, give me one. Okay, here's three. Um, yeah, but Damian, man, is Damian fun to watch when he's slamming a ball? I mean, he, yeah. I don't even think he touched the rim on most of his slams. Yeah, he's he was gonna, like throwing it down through the hoop. He's going to posterize some people this year. I don't think there's oh, yeah. any doubt. Oh, yeah. And the, the transformation since that St. Peter's game from Collins and Jacob Toppin is kind of astonishing. It looks like those guys really put in the work. Yeah, I, I think, you know, well, they definitely put in the work. Um, Damian said he did most of his down in Texas. I think Jacob was doing his maybe with his brother and, um, you know, a little bit here. And you can definitely tell that they've put in the work. They're more comfortable. Jacob always said, like even more a couple of years ago, how he was kind of goofy in practice sometimes. And, and watching him now in practice, I could see, you know, I, I got to watch them a couple of times and he was, he, he's a, a leader and he's like, you know, not goofing off. He's out there trying to get better with every shot and every pass, and, and, and he's he's really improved. I felt like Oscar Shibway sort of deferred to his teammates as far as scoring went in the Bahamas. Sort of a, yeah. let's, let's see what all these guys can do. I'll get a bunch of rebounds. I'll make some layups. But when, when I'm getting rebounds, even offensive on the offensive end, I'm looking for scorers. Well, and I think it was a different offense than we even saw at the uh, you know height of the season last year. I think that – what we saw from this team during the Bahamas games were just speed. I mean, even if the other team scored, they were throwing the ball in so fast and getting it to the other end so fast that I'm not sure. We, you know, you know, Oscar's athletic. You know, he's fast as well, but it just didn't seem to flow his way as much as a half court offense toss it into Oscar, let him make a move. So you know what I mean. It was more of a let's get it down there. Defense is uh, discombobulated. Here's a guy on the outside, you know, that's going to take a three or drive and hit a pull up, um, you know, from 15 feet or even take it all the way in. So it, just with the speed they played, it was just so different and, and just didn't set up as well for Oscar. So a lot of his stuff came off the rebound or eventually, you know, when they get to the second half, you always see Cal one pounded inside. Yeah. <laughs> so he was getting it down there to him in the second half. And that's, that's how they were doing it. And he was getting his points there. So yeah, he got to his double digits, his double doubles, but it wasn't all about him. How happy was John Calipari with Wallace uh, and Livingston? Thrilled. Yeah. I, I think those guys, you know, you never know what you got uh, until they go against. I mean, I've seen them in practice, but now they're going against other people and other teams. And even though maybe that wasn't as good as a mid-major or good as a, you know, a division one, high division one blue blood, I think they still learned a whole lot about those two and uh, in, in the way that they can approach you know, a season. So, and, and, and the way they, I mean, let, let's look at it. This wasn't a team that you'd normally see playing this well in August. I, I just think they were really impressive with the way they, um, they did everything, you know, even to that last game where they got pushed and had to come back. And I thought that was impressive to see out of a team in August. Talking to Keith Farmer, co-host of BBN Nation, sports anchor on WLEX Lexington, WLEX Channel 18 in Lexington. Um, let's go to football here. Uh, the Cats are ranked 20th in the USA Today poll, 21st in the AP poll. Uh, over under is eight wins. I know you're not a gambler, but 
What are, what are you going with if I said eight wins over or under? Uh, I'd, I'd have to say. Hmm, I think gosh. that's the number, to be honest with you. It, it is, and I think that's a tough one. I think it's eight or nine. I really do. I think they get to the eight. I just don't know that they can get the over. At Tennessee, you know, I, I, Georgia at home. Yeah. Um, the road games are tough. At Ole Miss is tough. At Florida. Yeah. Those are the four yeah. tough ones right there. Got, you got to win that Florida game. I mean, because it's the first SEC game, because it's a team that's, you know, making a transition in coaches, because it's a team that, that you took care of last year, you got to win that one. You really do. And, and it just sets you up so well for, you know, towards the middle part of your schedule. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's a big one for them. Look in your crystal ball for me. Do we see Chris Rodriguez on the field this year? And if so, when? That's a good question because we, we really still don't have the details on everything that's going on. Unless it is just about the DUIs, if it is, then I think it's like maybe two or three games. If it's something more, then I honestly don't know because I've heard people say we may not see him at all. And so I just don't know what that situation is that would keep him out more than three games. So at this point, I'd say we see him in the fourth game, but if some other details come out, something else comes out, then it could be longer. Nobody else is Chris Rodriguez, and I understand that, but the – they're okay at running back, right? This is this team's pretty deep. Oh, they're they're pretty deep, and then they brought a couple of guys in, you know. Um, so I, I think that, um, I mean, it's guys you know with with Cavassier Smoke and Jaton McLean. Um, gosh, you're going to have to help me with who I'm leaving out, but um, yeah. Well, I those mean, two guys I, are, you know, one A and one B, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel good with what they have there. I mean, obviously, you're right; they're not, but I've always felt like that running back room was something that gave you something different every time out. Now, no one did what Chris did, and that was don't go down behind the line. Yeah. So that's that's what they're going to lose, what they're going to miss out on, because you know, even to go a yard or two ahead you know, is moving, helping move the chains. So uh, that's what they're going to miss in, in Chris Rodriguez more than anything. Uh, I think, though, too, you're going to see a lot of um, catches out of the backfield this year. And I think that's going to be something that will be a little different. You're going to see the tight end catching the ball more. So it may not be as necessary for somebody to, you know, not lose the yards on a running game. Is this a defensive team now? Because the defense looks solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think if they find the right guys in the secondary, I feel good about what they have up front. And, I, you know, the linebacking crew, wow. I mean, they could play at any team in, in the league, you know, so – um, any team in the country. I mean, this linebacking core is just amazing. How are your Steelers going to do this year? Um, I told somebody I think they're going to win the first game against Cincinnati. Tough division, and, and it's going to and, and it's going to be a fluke win. Like, th- like it's going to be like they shouldn't be winning this game, and they're going to win it. And then the Bengals are going to cruise to the division title. See, I so. love I love Joe Burrow, <laughs> I but the, I I think the Bengals take a step back here. There, really? there were okay. games they should have lost last year. That Oakland, the, Oakland were. that Raiders game in the first round of the playoffs, yeah. they could have lost that game. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they got on a great run. And, um, you know, it, it was good to see. I, I don't, you know, look, I'm a Steelers fan. I mean, you've already <laughs> pointed that out. But sometimes it's good to see a different team win, you know, win. How's your golf game? So. How's your golf game? I'm working on it. It's getting better. I'm working. I'm you didn't working. play in the off day in the Bahamas, the basketball off day? You didn't play? I know you <laughs> didn't have an off day, day right? You didn't have, what off day? Well, the team had an off day. That's the perfect time to go play some golf. 
No. Well, the funny thing was they really didn't because they had a shoot around that morning and uh, they did the Samaritans feed that yes, morning. Absolutely. And all that. So they really didn't have an off day. <laughs> By the way, it's the Omaha Storm Chasers tonight uh, against the Bats. Okay. All, all right. right. Keith, good to talk to you. I appreciate your time. Get, take a nap, man. You sound tired. Take a nap. I'm, I'm going to do that. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, bud. All right, Keith, take care. Keith Farmer, WLEX 18 in Lexington, co-host of Big Blue Nation. Uh, Big, I'm sorry, co-host of BBN Tonight. I don't want to say that wrong. Um, very nice of him to join me. He had his flight in yesterday, so I think there's a little jet lag there. A couple interesting things in that conversation. Adu Thero is the guy he picked. That's interesting um, because he's not a guy that Cat fans were looking at to uh, see what he did this week. Everybody wanted to see if Oscar was still Oscar, right? Every Kentucky fan wanted to see, oh, we hear Toppin's so much better. We hear Collins is so much better. Every BBN fan wanted to see the freshman play. That's just, that's what we do. They, they oh, We hear this Antonio Reeves can shoot. Nobody said can't wait to see what Adu Thero does. And Keith's right. He might have been buried on the bench. But you give you have to take advantage of your opportunity, and he did that in the Bahamas. Does it translate to regular season basketball? Are there enough minutes to get him quality minutes? Yeah, that's a deep team. That's a deep team, especially at the guard position. But he's flexible. He can rebound from that spot, from that three spot. He can shoot a little bit. He proved that. He can pass the basketball. This team is loaded with good passers. Now, the one thing I I worried about from the Bahamas is they gave up too many offensive rebounds to inferior teams. These were four inferior teams. And as I watched the games, I thought, "Ah, they're giving up way too many offensive rebounds. They have to claim every defensive rebound. Every time a shot by the other team goes up, they should get it because they've got Oscar Shibway, who led the world in rebounding last year. They've got Damian Collins, who's a freak in nature. they got Jacob Toppin, who can jump to the top of the backboard. They should get every rebound, Chris Livingston, and they didn't. Even with Oscar Shibway out there, he got his share. He got a lot of rebounds. He got double-digit rebounds every every day, every game, I think. But but when you get into SEC play, when you're playing Kansas and Gonzaga and North Carolina, you can't give up offensive rebounds. You can't do it. Not if you want to win. But Adu Thero was his uh was his pick for who most impressed him in the Bahamas. Okay. I'm still. I know Tony Burke's going with Antonio Reeves, who was great, won the MVP down there. I'm still going with Jacob Toppin. Collins is right there, though. the The dunks he had were those dunks where a guy takes off, and he doesn't really dunk it. He just throws it in from about five feet away, but he's up so high he's throwing it down. So it kind of looks like a dunk. It's really a projectile dunk. Uh, or projectile hook shot. That's what it is. But man, he posterized a couple dudes in the Bahamas. They're not going to be the same. They're, they they had to go back to the room and call mom because, ooh, that was tough. All right, we'll take a break. A little baseball on the other side. What is wrong with the New York Yankees? And how do they get it right? 
Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage Highline open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show here in the final segment at that number, 414-1450. Right, let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses. They offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big budget price tag. And also, it doesn't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear, every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. Lose them, you break them, even on day one. If Keith Farmer was in the Bahamas and said he didn't get in the water, I think I'm, I'm calling BS, first of all. But if he lost his Shady Rays in the beautiful tropical waters of the Bahamas, he can get a new pair for free. That's the lost and broken replacement warranty that Shady Rays gives you. Some of the best quality ever felt in hand and on your face. You can't go wrong with these for the summer. Also, Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. When you get to the checkout, use the code BIGX to get 25% off all adult shades. That's ShadyRays.com. I don't go anywhere else for for my uh, shades, that's for sure. Got three pair. And if I lose one, guess what? I get another one back for free. In fact, maybe I got three pair because I didn't really lose them. Okay, I'm not going to rat myself out. The feds will be knocking on my door later. Shady Rays. And look, those Ratterman boys, I love them. St. X guys, but uh, they'll prosecute me. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, some news and notes here. I mentioned Hard Knocks. That's your homework tonight. Hard Knocks preseason HBO with the Detroit Lions. 10 o'clock tonight, episode two. Head coach Dan Campbell was great in episode one. Aiden Hutchison, the number two pick in the draft. The edge rusher, he was fantastic. We didn't get a lot out of Jared Goff last week. I expect we'll see a little bit more of the quarterback this week. This is why I love this show. Because you're going to get 45 guys at the end of this camp that make your roster. There are probably 80 to 90 out there right now. And you're going to see some human interest stories. You're going to see guys trying to make the team and and their wife is there, and their newborn baby is there, and these guys are trying to put food on the table. And and it can be brutal at times to watch uh, coaches have to call these guys into the room, bring your, you know, bring your playbook. Not a good, not a good term. That's not what you want to hear as a football player. Coach wants to see you bring your playbook. Because guess what? You're turning your playbook in because you're no longer part of the roster. And it's tough to watch. It's tough to see. But, man, it is the reality of National Football League football. It's the reality. And it's uh, I love the show. And can't wait for the in-season version this year with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore and all of those guys. But 10 o'clock tonight, that's your homework on HBO. NBA announced yesterday, well, 
Two days ago, they announced all the Christmas Day games. I went over those with you yesterday. They announced, yes, they announced yesterday no games on Election Day, November 8th. Um, that's a Tuesday, like Election Day always is, Mr. Obvious. But I find this very interesting because polls are closed everywhere by the time the NBA Tuesday night games get started. So I don't know that postponing or that that, that not having any games on Election Day really makes a difference. I understand what the league wants to do. Hey, get out and vote. Hey, this is your this is your civic duty. We're going to not have any games so you don't have any distractions. Get out there and vote. Here's the question I have. What am I going to bet on that day? Jim, help me out. Are there any high lie matches in Florida that day? Can you look that up for me? Yeah, I'll see. Dog racing? Maybe I go to the dog track? You can, bet on, you can bet on the election, can't you? Yeah. You know what? Now you got me. Mm-hmm. Now you got me. The over-under on counties that or districts that actually <laughs> report in. But the bottom line is no NBA games, no no NBA gambling for me on election day. I'm just going to – I'm taking off that day. I'm just going to sleep in all day long. All right. Um, Tiger Woods, the other news and note here, meeting with the players today The uh, in, in advance of the BMW Championship. That's the second – of three legs in the FedEx Cup playoffs starts on Thursday. Why does the PGA call in the big gun? Because this is the biggest gun you have, Tiger Woods. He's not playing. He's called in to tell these guys why they need to stay on the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour is now getting very, very nervous because more and more players are committing to go play at the on the Live Golf Tour. And this is hurting it's it's hurting the brand. When Phil Mickelson goes, who cares? He's 51. When Dustin Johnson goes, okay, he's a little long in the tooth as well. He doesn't have many more great years left. But Bryson DeChambeau goes. He's young. Cameron Smith is rumored to be going to the Live Tour as soon as the FedEx Cup playoffs are over. He won't play this week. He got a two-stroke penalty during the tournament last week. He also had Scotty Scheffler walk through his putting line, which sort of sent the message, hey, we don't want you here. We know you're going to the Live Tour, and us PGA players do not want you here. So he's not playing this week with a hip injury. He says he's still going to play in the uh, Tour Championship. He will still be qualified according to the FedEx Cup points. But Tiger Woods is coming to talk to the guys today, and also they're going to have a meeting with Commissioner Jay Monahan yet tomorrow. The live golfers have been banned from playing in the FedEx Cup playoffs. If you remember, Hudson Swafford, Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones all filed suit, tried to get a restraining order against the PGA Tour so that they could compete. The judge said, no, nope, sorry, you took your money, you went to that tour, I'm not going to disrupt this uh, these FedEx Cup FedEx Cup playoffs by allowing you guys to play. And the PGA players threatened that if they did allow the live golfers to play last week at the FedEx St. Jude Classic, they were not going to play. But Tiger Woods being called in seems like a desperate move here. Now, maybe Tiger said, hey, let me talk to him. Maybe he called Jay Monahan and said, hey, let me talk to him. Smooth this thing over. But it seems like a desperate move by the PGA Tour. Hey, we're going to lose Cam Smith and Mark Leishman after these playoffs. Who else do we not even know we're going to lose at this point? Because these guys are trying to keep it under their hat. Cam Smith wasn't able to do that. 
He's Australian. He did not evade the questions very well. He is not media savvy. And everybody put the dots together, and the rumor and the leak, the leak actually is that he's going as soon as the playoffs are over. Who else is going to go? And that's what the PGA is worried about. Rory's not leaving. Justin Thomas isn't leaving. Beyond that, I mean, Billy Horschel's come out strongly. He's not going anywhere. But they don't, they don't want to lose any more of these golfers. Cam Smith just won the British Open. That's a big loss. He's young. He's young and he's a star player, which is really the first one of those that they've lost. DeChambeau is young. He was a star player, but ever since the surgery, he hasn't been the same. Um, I don't know if Ricky Fowler goes. He's not young anymore. Patrick Reed is going to go. Um, PGA is, they're putting their finger in the dam here. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to stop the leakage. All right, I was going to get to the Yankees. I got about, what have I got, a couple of minutes left. I was going to get to the Yankees. Uh, if you watch Yankees Red Sox on Sunday night, I hope you watch the K-Rod version. This is the Manning cast version that the NFL used on Monday Night Football. This is the what baseball's trying to do. They have it on ESPN, but on ESPN2, it's Michael K from the Yes Network and Alex Rodriguez. And they had Derek Jeter on in studio, which I wanted to see because of Jeter and Alex Rodriguez. They go way back. They've had a contentious relationship. But Alex Rodriguez said what needed to be said here. The Yankees messed up at the trade deadline. It's that simple. They had to get Louis Castillo from the Reds, and they didn't. Now, maybe Seattle had a better package of players, minor league players to offer to the Reds. But if you're the Yankees, guess what? You're the Yankees. You give the Reds whatever it takes to get Louis Castillo. Instead, they pick up an injured center fielder in Harrison Bader from the Cardinals. They give up one of their starting pitchers, Jordan Montgomery, who's only pitched two great games with the Cardinals since he's gotten there. They didn't add to the offense. They subtracted from their own pitching staff. And here are the Yankees. They've lost 10 of 12. They are 3-10 and 10 in August. And they've been shut out three times. They needed to get Louis Castillo, and they didn't. They got Frankie Montas as a backup from the Oakland A's. Now, they're still 72-44. and 44. They still have a 10-game lead over the Rays and the Jays. They're still going to the playoffs, but they are in trouble because Houston's got the best record in the American League now. They're going to host the Yale Championship Series when we get to that point. And the Yankees are going the wrong way. More on Fernando Tatis Jr. tomorrow. Tony Burke will join me in studio. Uh, we'll talk about the 80-game suspension for Tatis. That and much more tomorrow, including the Dodgers losing one of their starters to season-ending surgery. That's called a tease. See you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.